0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Comeback Girl podcast. My guest this week is Sarah Bearpark, a chartered civil engineer and mother of three, amongst many other things. Sarah started her career working for Mott MacDonald, an international multidisciplinary engineering consultancy. There she enjoyed a great career. After her first maternity leave, she returned part time and she did the same after her second child, but felt very differently. The demands at home had increased significantly and the work offered to her was less satisfying. After a career break to be with her family, the birth of her third child and a five-year period working with a tertiary institution, Sarah amassed a very different but valuable set of transferable skills. She seized an opportunity to apply for career coaching and went for a returnship through Women Returners. After securing a couple of attractive job offers, she actually chose to return to Mott Macdonald. She became a principal environmental consultant, managing a program of environmental surveys, hydraulic modelling and archaeology along part of the HS2 route. Sarah says the culture at Mott Macdonald has changed a lot in the years she was away part-time work is valued and she has both male and female colleagues working part-time and or flexibly. With an emphasis on inclusion, Mott McDonald has become an employer of choice for returners. In 2018, Sarah was voted a time-wise power returner and in this interview you'll get a good sense of why. Enjoy Sarah. Okay, so is it all right to start with a little bit on your current position at Mott MacDonald? Yep.
1: Um, So, Mott MacDonald are a global engineering management and development consultancy. I work in the environment division. Uh, So, my role involves working with the project team. There's lots of different engineering specialists involved in that. And I ensure that environmental issues are properly considered and look
0: for environmental improvements that we can add into the scheme as well. And what equipped you in your background to get into that particular area of Mott MacDonald?
1: well I did a civil and environmental engineering degree and after I finished my degree I worked for Mark McDonald until I had my first career break so I continued working for them after I had my first child part-time and then I came back after my second maternity leave just found it so hard mm. <laughs> the balance had totally t- tipped from having one child to two children and trying to juggle the work and home was just really tough so um, I decided to give up work for a while and be at home with the kids. And how long was that break? Well that break was four years during which time I had a third child as well just to make things really <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, and I wasn't looking at going back to work but I just saw this role advertised in the local paper I was just flicking through the paper and I thought oh, really fancy that and I applied and I got the job and that was working at a further education college and I spent five years employed by then so I was curriculum leader for sustainable development so developing courses about sustainability and running courses and then I also moved internally to be the environment sustainability manager for the college looking at how to make our Whole operation
0: more sustainable, which was fascinating and challenging. So, that's quite a career pivot in my books to move from what you were doing before to the, the curriculum lead role.
1: It um, sounds like it, but in my role at Mott McDonald, I had started doing internal courses for staff within Mount MacDonald. So I did have a bit of experience of developing and delivering courses.
0: What brings you up to the current time doing what you do now? Okay, so I left the college due to ill health. That was a tough time.
1: It took me a while to recover my health. And then when I did, I decided to just focus on the family for a while. And then when my youngest child was in his last year of primary school, and I could see end of having to be at the school gate every day. I thought Mm -hmm. right now is the time to go back to work and I started thinking about what to
0: do. And if you can share a little bit about what you were thinking, what was driving you? Having made the decision that I would return
1: to work, I mean it's just terrifying. My confidence was low, I had no network, I hadn't kept in touch with people I'd worked with Partly because I didn't feel I had anything to talk to them about. When you're knee deep in children and getting to playgroup in school on time, you can't talk about the same things that someone who's in a professional setting can talk about. So I didn't feel I had anything to offer a network. And that's one of the reasons I didn't try and maintain it. I've floundered around for quite a while. I've spent a lot of time Googling. I thought maybe I should start my own business because then I'd have flexibility, but I had no idea what I would do. And actually, knowing what I know now about how I like to work, I don't like working on my own. I like working with other people. So that wouldn't have been right for me. I found a website called Women Returners, which I found incredibly inspiring. Yes. And that was really helpful that I signed up for their newsletter. And I started seeing these returnership programs that they were developing with companies. But at the time I was looking, they were mainly based in London mainly full-time and mainly in financial services. They've since broadened out a lot and they're doing
0: fantastic work. So it's well worth looking at that. It's a great recommendation. In fact, I'm talking to Julianne, the founder of Women Returners about running a program in the company that I work for and I know that they have now branched out into many management consultancies, local government, certainly financial services. Yeah, yeah, they're doing great
1: work and they've done a program within Mott MacDonald as well, although not Mm -hmm. in my area. As I was still not sure what to do, into my inbox was an email from the Institution of Civil Engineers who I'd kept up my membership with offering career coaching to people who've been out of work i applied got accepted and our first meeting was really thought provoking i mean the whole program was excellent and i think that was really key to me
0: getting back to where i am today what did you expect from the career coaching before you went into it
1: i think because i didn't know what to do what i wanted was someone to tell me what i should do yes <laughs> which wasn't what happened at all of course the one thing I did know was I didn't want to work full time I wanted to work part-time but everything else was variable and I just didn't know where to start and we talked about my priorities and one of the reasons I wanted to work part-time was because I'd had this health problem in the past I didn't want to overload myself and risk affecting my health So family and health were my number one priority. And then I wanted the career to fit around that. And it was really good to just solidify that in my mind. Mm. And then what my career coach got me to do was go away and look at job adverts. I signed up for Indeed, not looking at any specific sector and pick out jobs that appealed to me that I just thought that might be interesting. And I had out quite a wide variety of jobs i thought and i couldn't really see a common theme but she looked at this selection and with her expertise she said okay what you like is technical roles that involve communication and that are professional and if you look at what i'm doing now she was spot on and during that process i saw a role advertised as sustainability engineer and i thought actually i want to jump ahead and go for that. So she helped me rearrange my CV to be skills focused rather than chronological because you can bring out all the great things that you've done, even though they weren't yesterday. Fantastic piece of advice. So we picked out themes from my experience and obviously based around the roles I wanted to attract, we definitely had the technical skills, but we also had a section on leadership We picked out themes and then wrote snippets from my experience that demonstrated those skills. There's probably advice online about how to do that, but I was lucky enough to have this career
0: coach helping me.
1: That was quite a lot of work. Quite a few hours went into that, but I think
0: it really helped. Presumably you put some dates on it, but didn't hang your experience around the dates. You hung your experience around the themes of your transferable skills.
1: Yes. So I had the, the first section after my personal details with these headlines, technical skills, leadership. And then on the back page, it did still have the dates that I was in jobs. Mm. Obviously, people could still see that I had had a career break, but only after they'd seen, wow, wow she's got all these skills and then they're less concerned about the career break
0: that is just an ingenious way of putting together a cv for a returner because those skills are just there within you they're in your dna done for so
1: long they definitely are and i mean that was one of the most terrifying things about coming back to work was will i know how to do anything Mm. but very quickly like what was i worried about it's fine Of course I can do this.
0: I've always been able to do this. Yes, yes. Oh, Sarah, preach it. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what parts of your role truly light you up? Do they just so happen to be the things that when you bunched up your experience, you were good at? Well, my advice would always
1: be to follow your interests and that's how I've got my experience. Mott McDonald, because it's such a big company, has a massive range of things going on within it. And so within the company, you can direct your career. And so the way I directed my career and the experience I got was around the things that interested me and I enjoyed. You can't always do that. Obviously, there's the odd time where you've got to just take something on and suck mm. it up. But most mm. of the time... You've got some direction. And so the experience that I had chimed with things that I enjoyed and interested me, uh, which is very helpful. And then also I'd done a lot of voluntary work while I was at home, things like being on playgroup committees and school Mm -hmm. things, all the things you get involved in as a stay-at-home mum. And then also after I'd regained my health and the kids were older, I'd taken on a voluntary role at the local food bank, Mm-hmm. And that was really key, actually, I think, when I had my interview at Mott's to come back here. You know, we discussed that a lot. I was managing a team of six volunteers and it was quite a responsible role, really, but all voluntary. I was able to highlight within my CV those, you know, if we're talking about leadership, I've led that team. As well as the leadership within the workplace setting, I've got leadership within other settings.
0: Yeah, and none of that experience is wasted. Let's face it, we're all working in some way, shape or form. We're just maybe not having to fill in a tax return. And it's really important to just go through everything you've done, all of the volunteer work, anything, that you know, helping a friend casually, doing some pro bono work, all of that is giving you wonderful skills. And um, you'll always be able to demonstrate resourcefulness and resilience through those experiences that you had. Let's face it, you need unplumbed depths of patience to run a playgroup.
1: Um, <laughs> the diplomacy skills involved on being <laughs> in that committee far exceed anything I've required in engineering.
0: Exactly, exactly. That is where the influencing skills really come, come to bear. So you came up with this fantastic CV because your experience both before and during your break. That was all equally relevant, I'd argue.
1: As I developed this CV, I applied for the
0: sustainability
1: engineering role. And I heard nothing, just radio silence. And because of the way a lot of companies recruit now, that it's this online portal, you Mm. haven't got a name of someone you can ring and ask for feedback. Mm -hmm. So I was just hanging, waiting, and eventually had to conclude they weren't interested. I have since found out, however, that what happened was I was the second choice. They had two candidates. And their first choice was a foreign national who needed a visa. And they wanted to see if they could get that person a visa and were kind of holding me in reserve. But they didn't tell me that. It was like, as a confidence booster, it wasn't <laughs> because mm-hmm. I just thought they're not interested in me. Mm-hmm. I then saw another role advertised in environmental consultancy, which really suited my experience. And I thought, right, I'm going to give it one last shot. And if they don't, respond to me then I have to conclude that my experience is just too old to be of interest to employers Mm. and I sent that off and I got an
0: interview second go
1: yes although I had in the meantime applied to another job that was in a different field but that was talking about project management and I thought I've got all these transferable skills I'll go for that nothing to lose and that was uh, the opposite extreme. So the first job, I didn't hear anything. That one I heard oh, within the hour, mm. <laughs> but it was a straight, a straight out rejection. So again, another blow to the confidence. Mm. It's not easy.
0: No. <laughs> How did you keep yourself buoyed up um, during that time?
1: I think I was trying to tell myself it wasn't personal. And I, I've, the coach was so helpful here because in between coaching sessions, I could contact her electronically and we could message so having her saying you know this is common it's not reflective of you that was all really helpful so I tried to keep it in perspective but it is hard when your confidence is low anyway and you're getting rejected it's really hard to persevere but anyway I found this I got this interview at this environmental consultancy And so I was trying to research the company and I noticed that a friend of mine was connected to them on LinkedIn. So I phoned him and he was great, gave me lots of useful information about the company. But also he said, you should come and work for us. And I then had an interview with their company as well. But they were both quite a long way from where I lived and Mm -hmm. not an ideal commute. And Mm -hmm. I thought, what I would ideally like is to work at Mott MacDonald because we chose where to live when I worked for them before and I knew the work that Mott MacDonald did and I tried to contact my old line manager at Mott MacDonald that didn't go anywhere but then I thought I've got nothing to lose with these two interviews coming up I contacted him again and I was very explicit I said my job search is progressing I've got two interviews but I would really love to work for Mott MacDonald
0: and how did that feel asking in that way did you feel overbearing demanding pushy I didn't. I thought I've got nothing to lose. I haven't seen this
1: guy in 13 years.
0: Nothing to lose.
1: Nothing to lose. And he came back to me pretty quickly saying, actually, we might have something come in for a chat. So then I had these three interviews, two interviews and a chat lined up all in the same week. (laughs) Wow. And uh, so that all played out. I went to them and I came away with two job offers. And both were based on the hours I wanted that I would be comfortable with and that mm. I wouldn't feel too overwhelmed trying to deliver.
0: And how did you position that with the companies? How did you say this is the, the balance that I need?
1: The two companies that I got the offer from were open to part-time. The third company, on the advice of my career coach, I just went along to the interview and then I didn't even raise part-time. I raised flexibility
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: were just totally close to it they were like no we need someone in the office 9 to 5 30 every day of the week you can't work from home and i i just thought this isn't going to work for me because mm. it was a long commute and i thought if i could work from home i could make it work and if i could negotiate part time i could make it work but in that conversation i thought this is not the right opportunity for me and they obviously thought the same and they didn't offer me the role <laughs> But I feel like in the long term, that company is missing out on talent by being so inflexible Uh, because the role that they were recruiting for is very similar to the role I'm doing now and the
0: other role I was offered. And the opportunity cost of them holding out and waiting for this magical person that has all of your skills and all of your knowledge and will work their draconian hours in the office. And, you know, they'll be waiting another 12, 18 months, if not longer, to get that individual. Meanwhile, Mark McDonald have this fantastic, committed, motivated individual in you working flexibly and in the longer run, being far more loyal and committed and being a great spokesperson for Mark McDonald. Yes,
1: here I am, speaking very yeah. highly of
0: them. Yeah, <laughs> I am really impressed by how boundaryed you've been and I know that some of that has been out of necessity but if we think about the fact you had a period where you suffered from ill health so now you know you need to look after your health your family are a priority you know what it's like to have a short Commute to work, and you know that that is something that you need. And what I like is that you went into this search being pretty clear on what you needed in the rest of your life to make you more effective in your in your working time for your work balance. And I think that that's something that we, particularly as women, can very easily forget. We forget that actually we can't continue to give and give and give. We're much better to be delivering out of the overflow of being a healthy, balanced, integrated person who is looking after family, making sure their commute isn't ridiculous, making their health a priority. might take a little bit longer, but that's how to secure a role where you flourish. What is it that is really lighting you up about the job that you have? I really love being part of a team and
1: um, big engineering projects can't be delivered by one person with one skill set they need lots of different people with lots of different skills all coming together that's the only way you can do it and I, I love that That I'm in a meeting with all these people with incredibly different backgrounds and skills and we're all coming coming at it from a different point of view but it's that combination that makes it work that drives me And the same within the environmental division, we've got all these different specialists and they're all important, but you also need to fit it together into the whole,
0: which is where I come in. What is it that you have done, Sarah, that has um, afforded you this public recognition as a time-wise power returner and, and made your return to work so successful?
1: Well, the public recognition, I think, is just from... Seeing the Timewise Awards advertised, and again, that was through the women returners because I was signed up to their newsletter, they were publicising the awards, and I saw it and thought, oh, I fit that, and applied, and then got chosen. I was thrilled to be chosen. I think part of it is having the right role, it fits my interests, it fits my skills and background. The company and the team I'm in really encourage flexibility. Our division is at the forefront of that. And we're actually doing what we're calling a smart working trial. Mm -hmm. Smart working is a mixture of flexible working, which is the hours that you're working and agile Mm -hmm. working, which is working in different locations. So we all have laptops. We can all work wherever there's an internet connection. If you want to work from home, that's fine. If you want to be working from a different office or a client's office,
0: it's all fine. It just works really well. What a brilliant way of retaining and showcasing the best talent in the market, giving them an agile working environment.
1: And I do think if I was having my second child now and coming back off maternity leave, would I have found it so hard?
0: What were the hardest parts just tactically and logistically of getting back into work? Well one of them was the expectations of my family they
1: were used to me just being there all the time getting them into a different mindset was quite difficult things like I'd always made their packed lunches and I said right now you're older and I'm leaving the house every morning you've Mm. got to make your own packed lunches and my son my youngest son he just made himself a peanut butter sandwich every day for a year but I thought
0: I'm just gonna let him do it now. He has school dinners. <laughs> do you think that um, with the benefit of hindsight there's a way that somebody can prepare for a longer term career break? So I'm talking about you know, this is longer than a maternity leave, say so two years plus. What could you be doing over the break to make the path a bit easier for return? So I can't speak from experience here, but I think
1: trying to maintain your network would be valuable. But I also recognize that's really hard. If you're at home looking after an elderly relative or children, you haven't got the same conversation that you have in the professional workplace. So it's very hard to think what to do. I also found it really difficult to update my LinkedIn profile. What do you put when you're on a
0: career break? There's lots of fantastic blog posts and and in fact LinkedIn entries on it now. It is really tricky to know to know what to say. And also it's the it goes back to this thing about bigging yourself up. We just very generally speaking, as women are not that fantastic at saying, This is who I am, this is what I do, and I'm great at it. Agreed. Yeah. Being in engineering, as an engineer. I know that you've taken part in initiatives aimed at encouraging women back into STEAM. Would you share something about the initiatives that you've been part of or any similar that you know of currently? Okay,
1: so I took part in an event organised by the Cambridge Association of Women in Science and Engineering, which Mm -hmm. is a really active group locally. They organized an event aimed at encouraging those on a career break to return to work, and I took part in a panel discussion on there, just you know talking to people at the end of the day. They were re- feeling really positive and keyed up to go and take action so i don't know that they 've got any similar events upcoming, but I know women returners do a yearly conference now, and i don 't know whether they 're doing more events as well, yeah um, but I would imagine that would be a great event to attend, although I've not been involved in it
0: personally. I'm going to the next one. I think it's something like the 25th of May, but I better put a link to that in as well. That's a great idea. And then what about mentoring, Sarah? Have you had some successful experiences of being mentored or mentoring yourself?
1: I have a technical mentor, At Mott MacDonald, so one of the things that we recognised in my professional development review was that because of my career break, I am a bit weak in some technical areas,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: particularly where legislation's changed and moved on. Mm -hmm. So, I spoke to a senior member of the team, and he agreed I could go to him. So that's been really helpful, just to know that I've got that behind me. I also act as mentor to several people within Mott McDonald following internal publicity about the uh, power returner award Mm -hmm. that prompted people to come and talk to me who are having difficulty with their part-time working so I like to think I've made a positive impact there I think one of the big issues was they took on too much and so what you said earlier was I was good at setting boundaries and Mm -hmm. I think that's a key thing to learn as a part-time worker you can't do the same as a full-time worker
0: Yes, and I think I have learnt this the hard way in the past. If you are committing to part-time work and perhaps you're piloting it within your organisation, what not to do is just try and shove a full-time role into part-time hours and pay because you'll turn yourself inside out and possibly end up in a really bad state um, because it's a classic mistake to try and shove your old job into your new hours and you're not being paid for them.
1: Yes, and I, th- I think it's particularly difficult when you return from maternity leave and you've previously been full-time mm. and then you come back part-time uh, where well, you are used to taking on a certain amount of work and other people are used to you doing a certain amount of work. And if you're coming back part-time, you've got to change that expectation. And I'm comfortable with saying no
0: <laughs> when I get too much. Yeah, so. you cannot deliver out of resources that you simply don't have because you're burnt out. It's just being a good steward of your energy and abilities and resources. And really, an employer can't do that for you. You have to self-manage as a flexible worker.
1: You do, but it's about putting your hand up and saying, this is it, I can't do any more. I need someone to take this off me because I've got yep. too much. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's okay not to be perfect. What is it that you enjoy about working at Montmore Sarah? I really enjoy the challenge of it.
1: Each engineering project is very different. Although there are certain methodologies that are helpful, you're always figuring it out. And I really like that.
0: I like that it's varied and different. You sound like you'd be great to collaborate with as well, Sarah. And you just sound like you are somebody who's prepared to pass on everything that they've learned. And it's, I'm really grateful to you for sharing your message and, and fitting us into your flexible schedule. What inspiring words or advice from those around you have you drawn on in returning to work?
1: I know when I, I really remember when I got here, one of the first things that happened on my first day was I sat down with my line manager and she was one of the people that had interviewed me at Mark McDonald. McDonald and um, having her sit there and explicitly say what it was about me that attracted her to me was a really good boost on my first morning.
0: I had the opposite experience, which was that the individual who gave me the opportunity to return to work, she did tell me on day one, I had to fight really hard to get you in here. In a way, it was helpful because she almost threw out a challenge, and I thought, "I need to prove myself." But I would far rather that someone had said, "This is why. This is why I fought for you," or, or just didn't tell me at all and said, "This is why you're here." So I just can't thank you enough. This has been the most helpful conversation. Interestingly, all paths led back to McDonald, but you just needed to build up your confidence before you thought, actually. What, if I'm doing this, why don't I just go back to the place that works?
1: Yeah, and it was totally the right decision.
0: Well, they are very fortunate to have you. What, what an awesome ambassador you are for STEAM and for women returners and flexible, agile working. And I'm very grateful to you for um, taking the time with me this morning. It's a pleasure. I,
1: if I can do anything to help anyone else who's in a similar boat to I was, then I want to do that.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. The Comeback Girl podcast and the blog at www.comebackgirl.com are entirely free resources. They're offered to encourage you in your return to work after a career break. My name's Laura Izard, and as a career returner myself and deeply experienced recruiter, I'm all in for bringing other women back to work after career breaks. In the podcast... I share real-life stories of comeback journeys, practical advice on finding fulfilling work and help with the all-important mindset and confidence required. I'd love you to leave a review today on iTunes to help spread the word. Women's careers today can feature pivots, rest, complete about-turns and still be hugely impactful and filled with purpose. I'm a firm believer that your best work can be ahead after a career break. Follow Comeback Girl along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and the blog as you come back better than before.